Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Today, I'm chatting with Olivia Carlson all about crafting sales copy with soul. We chat all about why sales copy is important in your messaging, marketing, and branding. And Olivia shares her insider advice on how to get your copy to sound more like you and less like a robot. A little bit about Olivia before we get started is that she helps artists, makers, doers, and dreamers free themselves from chronic writer's block so that they can return to their craft. She's the founder of Wordsmith for Wellness, an annual membership for creative business owners and designed to build a community, soulful business practices, and brand voice mastery. I'm so excited Olivia is here with us today, so let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an incredible guest on the line. Olivia, can you say hi to everyone? Hello everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. We know each other. We've met before, met at Hybrid a couple of times, and I'm so pumped to have you on the show, especially talking about, you know, talking about sales copy and writing it with soul. And I'm so pumped to uh, kind of pick your brain all about (laughs) all things about writing. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really looking forward to being here because this is something I could just go on and on about, but Awesome. I'm going to make it interesting. I promise. (laughs) I love that. I love that. But before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Yeah, of course. Well, I'm Olivia Carson. Uh, My business is Olivia Carson Writes, but you can just call me Olivia. That works too. Uh, I'm a wedding photographer turned wordsmith. So I come from this world of uh, fine art, high-end wedding photography. And, you know, when you are like a creative in flow, 
the work that you're supposed to be doing, it kind of just follows you around mm-hmm. and it sort of taps on your shoulder a little bit. Um, and it's not until you have like that 2020 vision and hindsight that you recognize that, oh, that was the universe kind of trying to give me signals that I should be doing this. So my story is a little bit like that. I built my wedding photography business all throughout college. Um, I attended the University of Washington out here in the Seattle area, and I studied marketing and communications there. And I tossed in, in my senior year, I tossed in a couple of like fiction writing electives. And I realized then that all of the writing majors at the University of Washington are really cool. Like these are the people I wanted to be around, like the perfect, the perfect mixture of nerdy, but also like really smart and really cool at the same time. And so I felt like it was a really unfortunate time actually to find your people like a month or two before graduating, but still. So I was, I kind of planted a seed in my head, like, oh, I I feel like I kind of belong with other people who write. I got my first post-grad job at a newspaper in Seattle area where I live. And I got roped into writing some articles while I was there. I worked in the advertising department, so I wasn't like a journalist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was writing very much like BuzzFeed style articles for the advertisers who I worked for basically um, in within the newspaper. So I happened to man the nonprofit and community desk at the paper. So it wasn't to- it didn't totally like feel like I was selling my soul because I was working for <laughs> some really cool businesses and organizations and helping them develop marketing strategies. So a lot of arts organizations, um, nonprofits, and um, there's like a couple sports teams thrown in there too. Um, Never thought I'd be into like sports, but I kind of writing articles for BuzzFeed that were like, or excuse me, BuzzFeed-esque. it made me realize it made me fall in love with some of these advertisers that I was working for. Um, and then finally I moved on to a community bank out here in the Seattle area mm-hmm. where I wrote uh, my first handful of campaigns with six figures in revenue. Wow. Um, some of those ended up going on to earn seven figures in revenue. So it was at that point that I kind of realized that I was doing something right all in the background, my photography business is building, it's growing. And I did have to have at one point, like a sort of come to Jesus moment with my manager at the bank, because I was, I I realized that I could build my copywriting business as well. And it took off so quickly that she was like, all right, you know, you, know, you got to shape up or ship out because your brain is not here at the bank anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course it's not. Banking is not sexy. <laughs> so working for people that I love uh, and who are like creative and entrepreneurial like myself, that's where my heart is. So that was about a year ago now um, oh, that I went full-time as a copywriter. And in that time, I feel like, I feel like I, I, I've worked, I've worked for some just like dream clients right off the bat. And so now it's kind of, I'm in that, I'm in that really beautiful, but also a very curious sort of position where it's like, all right, well, I I have my wish list close to completely ticked off as far as 
you know, like dream clients go. So what does that mean now for me next? And like I said, a very curious, very interesting, very humbling sort of position to be in. But um, all in all, I've just found that writing has kind of followed me around. And not that I resisted it, but I kind of leaned into it at these times when I was sort of prompted to, I suppose, even though maybe it wasn't in my roster of duties at the time, I still chose to do that. And I think that's when I realized I have this sort of natural gift that kind of took this role that was sort of thrown upon me as the girl who like, you know, will you zhuzh up this writing for us? Or will you make this sound pretty? I kind of took that and made it into something very tangible and real uh, with a little good old fashioned intuition. I love that. That's awesome. So now you're like full time doing this and and you're no longer uh, photographing weddings, right? So, I mean, if I had like the craziest, coolest client land in my inbox, (laughs) I would, I don't know what, that's a great question. Actually, I would probably, I'm shooting for fun now. We'll put it that way. Okay. I mean, like I said, if I, if I had like the most unforgettable, like kick-ass opportunity to shoot something really cool and really aligned. Of course I would want to be part of it. But uh right now photography is something that of course like so many of of your listeners and what you would know as well, it's not something that you can just like stop or put away. Yeah. Like that's it's the way that you see the world and that perspective is just like never going to change. Right. Um I was reflecting on it the other day and I I just I I just have all the respect in the world for any sort of wedding professional, but wedding photographers, especially God, there's a lot of pressure. (laughs) I was just thinking the other day, like, man, oh man, I I am kind of glad I don't have to work through that kind of pressure anymore. This unforgettable, singular, irreplaceable, like, gosh, there's a lot of pressure. So Totally. You guys, no, are, I, you guys are the best. Yeah, I get it. I like thrive off of it. I love it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is fun. But yeah, I mean, it's not going to be forever. But I, I I, I think it's great that you've like followed your passion and, and what you're good at and you've made it into a new business, which is so exciting. And so, you know, let's chat, let's dive in. Let's talk about sales copy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. people listening, they might be like, what the heck is that? Like, what do you mean? What is sales copy? Like why is sales copy important? Of course. So copy is a a very broad sort of word. So let's start there. It truthfully, copy is just any sort of writing that has to do with your business. Um, You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that copy is what you write in your journal because that does feel a lot truer to like what writing is. Mm -hmm. I also don't know that I would call copy what you might pick up in like a novel and read for enjoyment. So I do think that what distinguishes copy from writing is that there is sort of this uh, metric or strategy behind it. Um, Sales copy, on the other hand, is kind of just getting even more granular, whereas copy for me could be a headline. It could be... um, something written on packaging for a product, whereas sales copy for me, I like to see it in our in our world, in our niche of sort of online business and creative entrepreneurship. I really try to think of sales copy as 
like a sales page. Like if you've ever purchased a course, whether you've ever invested in a coach or a mastermind, um, whether you've ever picked up a template of some kind, the copy that you're reading on that page before you hit like add to cart or, you know, check out that for me is sales copy, but it's also like, it can get even broader than that. It could be an email funnel. After you sign up for somebody's freebie, you get dropped into a sequence that's intended for you to buy something at the end. Um, that's sales copy to me. Right. You could even look at an Instagram caption as sales copy. Um, but for me, that one is getting into, it's getting a little bit gray for me because I think that Instagram captions also have this really beautiful ability to be very much in that writing category where it's like, it could be a journal entry if you, if you wanted it to be. However, though, many of us know that Instagram captions can be whatever you want them to be. So on one day, I might post an Instagram caption that is just, you know, bearing my soul. <laughs> and then the other day, and then the next day, it might be something that is uh, selling out my membership or uh, my mini sessions that are happening next month sort of right. situation. So it's kind of like, if, it, if, if the end goal is a conversion, that for me is sales copy. Um, whereas copy, content writing at large, it's just writing for your business in any capacity. But today we're going to specifically talk about sales copy and some of the strategies that I want to share with you about how you can really make it work harder for you. Yeah, I love that. So sales copy, I, I, I like that the definition, which makes in my brain makes a lot of sense. It's sales copy that equals a conversion, right? Like the goal is to make a sale, right? Like yeah. to have someone hit that add to cart or email you. Um, and maybe I would love to just be even nichier. Like, do we mean sales copy on a, like a photographer's website, or are we specifically talking about like a sales page? i.e. like a template shop or something like that? Like, is there like a, a distinction? Yeah, that's an awesome, that's a fabulous question because my brain was kind of going there myself too after my description just now. I think that at the end of the day, the copy that I really try to craft for other people, but also teach creatives how to write is one that is built on this foundation of making a meaningful connection. And that alone can be the conversion happening for, in someone's heart, basically. Right. Whereas I see something as sales copy when it does feel, especially as creatives, where a lot of us do feel sensitive about the idea of coming off as salesy. It's that very uh, candidly kind of asking for the sale or being very upfront with the fact that, you know, something is happening in my business that you can be part of right now. So I would love for you to join us sort of situation where you are kind of really directly asking for that conversion, whether it's an opt-in, whether it's an email, an inquiry, or a add to the cart. Um, I see sales copy to be a little bit more on what some of us might call, and this probably sounds obvious, but like salesy, right. where we really are like getting in front of people, putting ourselves out there and asking. Whereas 
Website copy, for example, that was one thing that you mentioned. This is something where, of course, there's going to be like sales strategy elements woven throughout. Um, For me, it's going to be that meaning making and that connecting and that resonating that I put above the idea of like a hard sell Mm -hmm. for the reader. Yeah. And as we kind of get into some of these tactics specific to sales copy, I can kind of work us through what, like, like when the rubber meets the road, how that actually manifests, what those differences are. If I were writing sales copy versus if I were writing copy to sell my course, for example. Yeah. Like evergreen versus something with a doors open, doors closed kind of period. Does that, is that helpful? Yeah, totally. For sure. I get it. All right. So, so now that we know what we're calling copy, (laughs) like what it actually is, you know, why would you say crafting sales copy with soul is important? And maybe, you know, why is it helpful? Yeah, of course. So as photographers, as creative people, sales copy, and I will just, I'll just, if I, if, if you take anything away from this, let it be this, it's important to you know pour time and energy into because in an industry in a world with like a lot of choice it just helps you differentiate yourself right it helps you fast track connection and of course it's going to boost your bottom line it's going to help you sell but i want to come back to that element of like fast tracking connection because this is the name of the game with any sort of marketing, right? It's finding that common ground with the person that you are meant to get in front of. It's um, it's it's making that reader, making that ideal client of yours who's engaging with the message that you've put out into the world, making them feel like it is just for them and nobody else. Making them feel like they're the only one that you are addressing, that you're speaking to, that you made this for. That's the power of really, really great copy, especially sales copy. And plenty of, plenty of tactics in my sort of arsenal that I'm going to drop here for you today. But yeah, if I could sum it up in just a few, a few different sort of statements about why sales copy is important and helpful. I mean, number one, it is going to help you earn because people are going to convert. It's going to help you kind of land in the hearts of people that you want to work with, with clients that really light you up because your deep knowledge of them is going to help you write copy that they will know is perfect for them right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help you differentiate yourself from the competition. Because it not only is that deep, deep knowledge of your ideal client and who you're writing for going to be significant, but also great copy is going to show what you bring to the table in a new and interesting way. And I'll be totally transparent as as creatives out there. I, I find that a lot of us tend to put copy on the shelf. So even by prior, even by prioritizing it and putting a little extra time and love and energy into your message and how you craft it and being very intentional about the words that you share, um, it's gonna it's gonna already kind of 
you know, help you lead the charge to the forefront because of the fact that you are even thinking about it. Truthfully, a lot of us aren't. So I'm glad that you're listening right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like copy, you know, people are so worried about getting their website up and the, what images and like setting that impression, but copy is like an afterthought when you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get to it or I'll just put something up there. But I really, I definitely, you know, understand and agree with like, you can make that conversion by just having a really great about page <laughs> where someone can just fall in love with you just from reading that one page and like they're already yours. So I, I feel like the power of copy is so important. And like, if that's your one metric that you need, like your inquiries coming through your contact form, like I feel like it could be, it can be a game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. The about page and an about page is the second highest visited page after the homepage. So absolutely. That's where plenty of energy should go. And great copy is kind of the difference between, it's like that feeling of when you walk into a store and you know instantly that like you have found your people. Mm -hmm. You see it, whether it's the fact that they're like burning a volcano candle or the fact that the lighting is warm and soft and none of it is overhead or just a curation of lovely sort of handmade bespoke trinkets just on a beautiful like restoration hardware table as soon as you walk in like it's kind of it's it's that feeling of knowing it's kind of inherent it's very feelings based but also like you, you can describe why it's working for you but like you know it when you see it so I don't know. Sales copy has the power to have that sort of, to create that visceral reaction for people that'll be enough. Yeah. I love that. So from your experience, you know, what has helped you with your sales copy, you know, for your business? Mm. Well, I think a lot of people listening could really relate to this, but it's also like writing for yourself is very hard. <laughs> Yeah, hundred so, percent. <laughs> and and I think that's you know that's the that's the great benefit of of hiring a copywriter. And why what I hear often when a lot of people come to me is that you know I'm just too damn close to my own business. I'm just too close, mm -hmm. and I need someone to who's capable of being objective and having that sort of thirty thousand foot view of my business. Like I can't see the forest through the trees right. sort of thing. And so as far as my business goes, I'm like in the middle of like a website, a website overhaul right now. So I'm like, Oh, what can I actually share? But um, there's, there's plenty that I can share. And I will state that what I will, what it, what I'll share. It's, it's totally, it, it's gonna, it's gonna totally differ with what the goals of your business, dear listener, are. <laughs> so I'll tell you kind of the strategies that I take for my message and just know grain of salt. Um, and I'll kind of try to give some sort of uh, broadly applying detail and insight that you can take away, even if you don't want to do it the exact way that I do. So let me start there. Okay. 
Um, what has helped me with sales copy for my business? So first, I have mentioned this before, and I'm so sorry if this is going to be an old hat because I know how many of us are like, oh my gosh, it's we're, we're talking about ideal clients again, but for real. <laughs> There's the reason that this knowledge, this ideal client avatar comes up again and again and again when it comes to marketing our businesses. It is because the marketing is for them. Mm -hmm. It's not for anybody else. We might think it's to get ourselves out there, to get eyeballs on us, but really everybody out there who's looking to book any sort of service provider, purchase anything, they're, they're seeing the, all of their options through their perspective, duh. But like, think about it this way. They're the hero of their own story. And we should see ourselves as their guide to success. Mm -hmm. This is a principle that's kind of laid out in the book called Story Brand by Donald Miller. It's like a 101 kind of book. I recommend it for everyone. But it's essentially like that just age old hero's journey story where we have a hero who needs to defeat evil, but something is standing in their way, the villain typically. And they can't do it alone. They can't defeat the villain alone. They can't get past him alone. So they're going to need someone to help them. That's who we are in this story. We are the guide. We are the Gandalf. <laughs> we are the Dumbledore. We are the, let me get another fantasy reference up in here. Uh, we're the Tyrion Lannister, if you will. <laughs> we're here to help our hero kind of defeat this villain, this evil that's standing in their way from having success long-term happiness, happily ever after. So that deep knowledge of your ideal client first involves that perspective shift. It's not about you. It's about them. So let's talk all about them at every stage. And it means step number one, maybe after that, is knowing what the client's villain is? What is the challenge? What is the roadblock that's standing in their way to their happily ever after, to the life of their dreams, to success? And of course, this villain can be just about anything under the sun. If you're me, a copywriter, the villain could be overwhelm. I have too many things on my plate right now, and writing is just at the bottom of the list, and it keeps moving to the bottom of the list with every new thing that I add to the top of the list. <laughs> it could be the fact that maybe English is your second language, mm -hmm. and you just don't feel confident enough to write copy in a way that is, is powerful, powerful in a way that you know it has to be. I've had clients like that before. I've had clients where their evil is the fact that I, I mentioned this before, you know, they can't see the forest through the trees. It's kind of like why a surgeon doesn't operate on their own children. You're just <laughs> blinded by love and you just cannot be, you just can't, you can't tear yourself away from it. Yeah. You need that third party perspective. And so as a copywriter, a lot of the a lot of the challenges, a lot of the evils, a lot of the villains that I try to help my hero vanquish, they're typically they're, my clients arrive already quite problem aware. Mm -hmm. And so 
when I'm writing sales copy, it does help immensely to know what the problem is. And that might involve some deep thinking, especially if you're a photographer. I work with many, many photographers being a photographer myself. You know, being a photographer is not like being, oh, I mean, it, it's, it's a luxury, it's a luxury investment. It's a luxury service. You know, you're not, it's not, it's not life or death. So you kind of have to imagine it a little bit. Uh, you know, what, what is the problem that someone's coming to me for? Um, or what is a potential outcome that they won't have without me that maybe they don't know they want it yet. Right. And I have to sort of open their eyes to that. Um, a lot of photographers that I work with, we kind of tap into much broader ideas like the idea of legacy or the idea of worthiness, you know, celebrating your own inherent worth by being photographed beautifully or right. simply the idea of keeping our loved ones close because they're not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's having the, villain, the villainous time. <laughs> yeah. The villainous time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. think I just had an aha moment here with you <laughs> just now. The villain is time. Yeah. The time is working. Oh, Time and I, my brain is my brain is going now. My gears are turning. Like time is ever at work. Time is universal. Time is working against all of us. How are you making the most with what you've what you've been given? Like so many different beautiful angles that you could take there. So, if I could boil all of that down into one sort of actionable thing, it would be 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 know know what the villain is. Know what the challenge is. Know what you are helping your hero vanquish as their wise guide. Um, from there, what, now that I have this very, you know, you know, I've done my ideal client avatar worksheet, whatever it is that you have, um, you know, I know, I know the basics, you know, I know how much they earn. I know maybe what their jobs are, what their cocktail is, whatever. Um, I want to narrow down how I want to make them feel when they come in contact with me. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the big things that is going to differ depending on your brand. You might know that in your brand, you don't want to be your client's BFF. A lot of us do because it's just, it, it, it's fun. In my opinion, I think it's fun. Um, but sometimes, you know, you might want something different. You, may, you might want to be perceived by your client less as a best friend and more as a sort of trusted confidant, maybe. Right. Or a, you know, high level collaborator. And you can see that with each of those sort of terms and understandings that you can create with your words, I'm introducing like a little bit of psychic distance in between, if that makes sense. You know, like I'm going to address my best friend a little differently than I'm going to address, you know, my boss, for example, or like the president. Right. It's just, it's that same difference of like, how much are you letting people in? Because of course that's going to affect your messaging and it's going to affect other people's perception of you. How do you want to be perceived? 
But I always think that the question you should start with is how you want other, how you want to make people feel. Because again, when we ask that question first before how do we want to be perceived ourselves, it's putting your client in that hero position, not thinking about ourselves first, which takes time to kind of undo that pattern. But once you do, it is so, so rewarding, I promise you. So think about how you want to make people feel. Here's how I do it in my business. I write compelling copy in my own business because I know that I want people to feel like <sighs> best friend isn't, I don't know that I would describe it as best friend, but like, I want people to feel as though they have like, I, like I'm sharing, I'm sharing my, my, my innermost thoughts with them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is what a best friend is for. Maybe that is. I'm saying that like I don't have a best friend. I do, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so how I do this in my messaging, let me get to something more actionable. I do this in my messaging by speaking the way I do actually speak to a close friend, like how I'm speaking to you right now. You can hear me going off on tangents, pausing at certain points, speaking a little bit slower, speaking a little bit faster, going and giving run-on sentences. And so if you were to imagine how my speech right now looks on the page, that's how I'm actually going to write it. Mm-hmm. Because when we read it that way, it's actually kind of radical. Uh, because so many of us have spent so many years in school learning how to write, you know, an AP style, which like kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and when we see writing that closely mimics our speech, it immediately just brings us in. It's almost like that feeling of relief when you know you don't have to put on airs anymore. Right. Like, oh, okay, this is a place where I can just be myself here. And I talked a little bit just the other minute about how I want to make my people feel when they read my copy. I just kind of said it and I didn't even really think about it that much, but I want people to feel like, ah, this is a place where I can be myself, where I don't have to rack my brain trying to think about how a luxury wedding photographer would say it. You know, this is a place where what makes me and my work and my business incredible and so worth investing in is me. Right. And, um, so that's how I that's how I do that myself. So, so to kind of restate that, I, I write exactly as I speak, which involves lots of punctuation, lots of dashes. Sometimes, you know, I might even throw in a pop culture reference or two. I, I talked about what Game of Thrones, Tyrion Lannister, like five minutes ago. You know, right? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm no stranger to throwing in a pop culture reference. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to actually kind of include as much as that of much of that internal dialogue that I actually have in my in my copy itself because this is this this seems like just a small a small touch but it can really be that first sort of indication to your reader that as soon as they land on the page and they see just this shift in tone in approach uh that could be the first step to make someone feel safe, make them feel like this is someone I can trust. 
you know, I don't have to be someone I'm not here. And then with all of the other content that I talk about using that sort of convention of speaking, of, 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 excuse me, of writing just as I speak, it's going to only further add to that feeling of trust and intimacy. Yeah. I totally Let me give you. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, no, I agree. I, I, a couple of years ago, I updated how I like my inquiry emails. I made them sound just like how I would speak. And the reception was so much warmer and better that I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I'm not being a robot anymore. So even <laughs> like it, with my sales copies, obviously my inquiry form and like my replies. So I love that you're saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that feeling of feeling robotic is something that is can happen easily, especially when it feels like we have to write a certain way. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a really radical act to just be decidedly different in like there there's just so many conventions out there, especially when it comes to writing where it's kind of like, okay, who's, who said, you know, <laughs> who said that we had to describe our work as authentic and timeless, you know, like how else? Yeah. Stab me in the know? heart. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you in. I right. promise. And it's, it's, and it, I think it, it happens a lot, but it's also something where we can decide to approach it differently. And that alone may be what is the greatest difference of all. Um, and we talked earlier about how copy can be just the ultimate tool to differentiate. Yeah. And it can just, just like in any of our work, in any of our creative work, choosing to kind of reject what has always been to embrace what could be, I mean, that's that's radical. Totally. I wanted to give like, I want to make sure that you are getting lots of like good stuff that you can apply because sometimes sometimes when I talk about writing, I can really like wax poetic sometimes like, okay, I, I kind of get what you mean, but how do I actually apply it? So let me give you one great tool that is like, it's been such a game changer and it's something that you can apply really quickly. So one thing that I do in my writing and that I counsel everyone in a service provider kind of position to do in their copy quick, like small, small change, quick shift, pivot, but very meaningful is to address the reader directly in your copy. Here's what I mean by that. For example, instead of writing something on your website copy or in any sort of uh, copy, whether it's for a sales page or this can work. This can work in sales copy, website copy, anything. Instead of writing something along the lines of my clients are hopeless romantics and in love with life, addressing the reader directly would look like this. You are a hopeless romantic who's, you know, head over heels in love with life. Mm-hmm. So I just subbed out like my clients for you. And this works for a couple different reasons. So using you directly in your in your message, like directly addressing the reader, 
it works for a couple of different reasons. One, it's because you, it kind of wakes us up a little bit. Like as we're reading through some writing, it's not unlike having someone in an, a lecture hall or on, on the street. Or if, if someone points at you and looks you straight in the eyes and says, hey, you, you know, you're going to pay attention. So it's kind of the same idea when you put you into writing. It's, it just calls out the reader and it kind of creates this feeling of intimacy as well. It's almost as if, you know, I'm not trying to address anybody else who's reading this, just you. Yeah. So it's like that fast track to connection. It's one way, one real tangible, easily actionable way to help the reader feel like they're the only one. And that's what every great piece of copy will do. And it it just what it does is it's such an improvement in my in my view from my clients as an alternative an alternative way of putting uh, describing who you serve and you know what the why is behind your work instead of referring to people as my clients like use you instead because let's work from the assumption let's work from the place that the reader is a client already. They just haven't booked us yet. Yeah. That's already going to create that feeling of belonging. And when we say my clients, as opposed to you, it kind of creates this feeling of distance. It's almost as if you, the reader, the person who is you know trying to get to know me right now, you are kind of over there. Me and my clients, however, we're over here. So it's a really, like I said, it's a really small detail, but it has the potential to create this sort of, you can't sit with us energy when in reality, it might be kind of imperceptible because it's so normal to do as a service provider, but it's a really radical shift to say, you know, you and I, we have a lot in common, you know, we love life we see the world a little differently and we believe that no moment should be taken for granted. Like that already is like creating a feeling of kinship. And that's, that's one way to really make somebody feel like they have skin in the game. And it's just like connection is the name of the game for me and for any great piece of writing that you do. And I think that you putting you in your writing, addressing the reader directly is a really great way to do that. And it's actually pretty easy to do too. So like, if you just want to step up your copy today, just after reading this, like you got a fire in your belly after what you've heard, like, let that be your first step. It's, it's, it's a small, but impactful and meaningful change to make to your message that is going to foster this feeling of belonging and connection and like, uh, you know, singularity. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing. I feel like it's such a good tip that everyone listening can literally do immediately after this podcast. So you guys need to go check out your copy and put you yeah. <laughs> in there and get rid of my clients. Cause that's such a great tip. I love it so much. Um, but before I let you go and we wrap up, we always love to end with some tangible tips. And I feel like that's like sort of the biggest tip 
but maybe we could talk about things to avoid. Maybe you can share like one or two no-nos that people should remove mm. or think about when crafting their sales copy. Of course. Well, I love, I feel like I, I, I dropped my biggest like truth bomb a little early because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's also kind of like a twofer. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big, it's a big no-no because of, yeah, that feeling of talking about me and my clients over here, you know, at, at, at the cool kids table, <laughs> whereas you are over there at the keyboard, wherever you are, because you're not a client yet. Work from the assumption that everyone who is reading is a client already. They just haven't booked you yet. Yeah. And just, I find that a lot of these copy, just a lot of these things that work into our message in a, in a broader scale have to do with our perspective and our mindset as well. Um, but you know, I want to give a bit more of a tangible takeaway here. So yeah, you is going to be my big one, right? From the perspective of you, um, address your reader directly. Uh, another thing that I also kind of indicated earlier, but it's so worth mentioning again, always like get, give me the, what is in it for me factor above everything. And this goes, this goes for even the content that you feel, how is this not about me? It's still about your client somehow. So let's look at your about page, for example. We talked earlier about how your about page is a highly visited page of your site, second to your homepage. And this has the ability to create that feeling of uh, trust and like, this is someone that I could really get used to being around, but also like your client is always going to be looking, consuming what you are sharing with the world through the perspective of like, all right, how is, what, what's in it for me? Like, that's cool that you love coffee and macaroni and cheese and your Yorkie poo at home, but like, what's in it for me? Right. We want to start any single piece of writing captions, pages, emails with that what's in it for me factor. So you could typically start, and I, and I know that's kind of like, all right, what, is that, how do, what does that actually look like? So let's, let's use our about page as an example. I like to start an about page with really kind of describing where my client is in their journey right now. So as a copywriter, I might start by saying, let's see, let's see. What can I just pull out right now? Like when your inbox is overflowing and inbox zero is a dream of the past, you know, drop in, drop in little hints and clues that, you know, they might be aspiring toward or thinking about like, God, I'd love to hit inbox zero so that I could feel like I have my freaking life together. <laughs> um, or, you know, I wish, I wish that I, I wish that my schedule weren't so packed with zoom calls so I could actually get some, you know, content writing done or whatever. Um, you know, when, when your schedule is full to the brim of client calls, uh, um, you know, overanalyzing your Instagram grid and dot, 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 you know that something has to change. 
it's let's let's see like and g- give me a couple of other like relevant details to what I'm what I'm struggling with right now like what is what is the villain what's the roadblock that's standing in my way mm-hmm. address those things kind of agitate that pain point or if that feels icky you can look at it from another perspective which is to amplify what your client really wants instead whether it is more free time whether it's Sponta- spontaneous midday trips to the beach. Like, what is it? And often what that is that they want is much ba- much greater, much bigger than what it is you're actually selling. Because like, we'll use wedding photography as an example. Most people, they're not buying an album of wedding photos. What they're buying is memories that'll last long after they're gone. It'll what they're buying is the bridge that is built across generations. What they're buying is legacy made tangible. It's not it's typically not about what you're actually selling. Right. It's about freedom. It's about transformation. It's about uh, being spontaneous, feeling like yourself, like really like boil it down to the essence, what it is that you're selling. And it's often much more than the actual trappings of what it is that you're selling. It's often not something that can fit in your hand. Yeah. So all of that to say on an about page, really tell me where, tell me where I want to go as your client, as your reader, where do, where am I right now? Where do I want to go? And then the pivot point to make it about you, because this is an about page after all, is to, it can be as simple as saying, that's where I come in, or turns out that's my specialty, or around here, that's what we do all day long and we love it. Right. And then tell me about you. Start every single piece with talking about your client first and how it's relevant to them and how you are the one who is stepping in to provide solutions. Give them a freaking flashlight if that's what you need to do to lead the way. Whatever it is that you're doing to support and provide for your client to help them vanquish this evil, move past this roadblock, and find that sort of happy ending, uh, I want you to do that first. Then you can talk about yourself. Um, and then yeah, lastly, really. let me see. Do I have any, do I have any others? Um, does that feel good? Yeah, no, it feels great. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, I, cool. I, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. I think that's perfect. And I think people listening will be like, okay, I can do this. This is easy for me to, to do. And if okay. not, you know, let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you and your services and work with you directly. So let, let's get yeah. that information. Cause I know some people are probably like, I just have to reach out to Olivia. <laughs> I would love it if they did that. <laughs> I would love it. And you can find me online at oliviacarsonwrites.com. I'm on Instagram a lot at Olivia Carson. And I do have some free resources for all of you. Um, and I think that we're going to put them in the show notes, but I do have a resources page on my site which is oliviacarsonwrites.com, which I just said. But uh, I've got some things there about 
writing emails, um, writing subject lines that are very uh, sexy and uh, opening and uh, Instagram captions as well. I've written you some Instagram captions, which is always very nice to take a day off of uh, trying to get something up on the gram. So a few things available for you that I would love for you to explore, but mostly I would just love to, you know, see you in the DMs and hear about what you got out of this episode and how you can make your messaging even better. I really love to, I really love to hear from people. So please don't hesitate to slide into the DMs. Totally. Yeah. Instagram is where it's at, but let's also talk about wordsmiths for wellness. What is that? Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) So the doors are closed right now for my membership, which is wordsmiths for wellness. And what it is, is a cross section of copywriting and entrepreneurial wellness. And it's kind of rooted in the belief that we can't adequately write for ourselves if we're not in like a thriving headspace. So I built out this membership to kind of bridge the gap between my love of sort of new age, spirituality, woo-woo, if you will, and copywriting mastery. So this is a monthly membership where you join for the whole year because transformations don't happen overnight. And you join for monthly copywriting masterclasses where I teach you a lot of the concepts that I kind of just walked through with all of you today. We have monthly guest experts to come in and talk about the spirituality of it all, where we talk about things like our natal charts and human design and how to raise your vibration and how to manifest and all that good stuff, all that kind of buzzy stuff that's been online lately. Because uh, manifesting is real. And I also, part of that membership, I write Instagram captions for you every single month. Oh, that's awesome. Instagram caption templates and like literally done for you copy and paste Instagram captions as well. I basically built the Instagram captions that I have always wanted as a photographer who just couldn't even when it comes to writing a caption. Uh, I, 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 I remember those days of feeling like wedding weekend hangover. No, I got to put something on the gram today, but I just have n- the, br- the brain capacity is not there. So <laughs> I created these captions for you. And they're just one element of a broader overall curriculum, which is wordsmiths for wellness. So I'd love for all of you to join. The yeah. doors are going to be opening again in June. Okay. Oh, and awesome. yeah, I'm excited for all of you to hopefully get in while the getting's good. Good. And awesome. um, I'd love for you to join our community. Great. Well, all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up, click on the show notes and let Olivia know you listened to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. It was so great to catch up. I loved talking all about sales and crafting sales copy with soul and appreciate you being here and hope to have you back soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you, Olivia, for being our wonderful guest today. I'm so excited to have you on the show. If you guys want to find out more about Olivia and her services, so wipe on up, click on those show notes, and let her know you listened to today's episode. And also, if you want to save some money on her programs, you can use the code T with Janae at checkout, 
uh, for Wordsmiths for Wellness and also her brand and website and launch uh, packages. So I hope that saves you a little bit of money and you get to work with Olivia. Thanks again and can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.